We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I guess the best question to ask is what the hell happened? I, this was a team that went to three straight finals, won last year, was back in the finals again this year, and now is dismantling at a rate that is sort of unfathomable. Uh, how did this all start? They lost the finals. That's where it all starts, because we all know that winning cures all ills. And If you kind of look back through all the reports from over the weekend and some of the things that were said, it's something. this has been something that's been in the back of Kyrie's mind um, pretty much since LeBron came back in. I'm sure he was excited when LeBron came back to Cleveland and the, the opportunity to win a championship and the opportunity to be relevant on a team that was not relevant while he was here for his first couple of years. So, um, I think Kyrie was just tired of playing second fiddle. I really think, and, and again, this is just speculation, I think the Jimmy Butler situation had a lot to do with it, and I think Kyrie wanted his voice heard, and maybe he wanted Jimmy to come here, and maybe another source said, hey, we don't, uh, you know, Jimmy said, I'm not coming. and then, So I, I think that had a lot to do with it, and that might have been the final straw. Well, Andy, you said he doesn't want to play second fiddle. Jimmy Butler comes over there. He's a star in his own right. So now you're sharing the stage with a with a different star. So how do you make sense of that being the rationale as for the request to be traded? I think it might just been more more about what does my voice mean to ownership? What does my voice mean to the front office? And if he wanted Jimmy Butler, and maybe perhaps LeBron didn't, or somebody else in the camp didn't, and Kyrie was promised that it was going to be his franchise when he signed on with the Cavs before LeBron did to come back on his contract. Maybe he was just tired of it. I mean, there, there was another really interesting story that came out over the weekend that I don't know got a ton of play. There's a guy named Sam Amico from Amico Hoops who covers the Cavs really, really well. And um, He talks, there's a story about, you know, just the whole conflict that's been going on the whole time, especially with Kyrie's father, Dredrick. Um, and there's a, there's a story that he's got where, Dredrick would just shout at the bench, especially when Mike Brown was the head coach, just saying, you know, why isn't the play for Kyrie? Why isn't the play for LeBron? And, I, you know, it's just some of it just sounds like high school stuff to me, but well, big boys winning championships and, you know, you got egos going on. I think that it's understood that LeBron is going to be a dominating personality, but people deal with it because he's as good as he is and they can ride him to a championship. Uh, what is it about LeBron's personality that's not jiving with Kyrie's personality? Uh, you know, Le- LeBron's the boss. Uh, you know, whether he takes credit or doesn't take credit for things that are going on or, you know, reflects everything back on the front office, everything this team does, and, and you said, you know, uh, just it, what you said is the way Dan Gilbert has to operate. Let's make this team a winner around LeBron James. I don't want to hear that we didn't, like the first time. You know, they've said when LeBron left to go to Miami, he just didn't have enough pieces parts. And when he came back, Dan did everything he possibly could, including trading Andrew Wiggins, who people were high on, to bring in Kevin Love. Now, I think that was a good move to this day. I'm not going to question that. But it was a matter of making some tough decisions to make LeBron happy. Everything was about making LeBron happy. Maybe Kyrie just said, hey, how about making Kyrie happy? Because he's here longer, his deal's longer, and LeBron's going to be keep dangling this you know, to, now it's the, you know, I'm, uh, you can't trade me kind of thing. And, and I don't want them to trade LeBron James. That, that's ridiculous. Cavs go back to the Eastern Conference Finals. 
with LeBron James, at least they have a good chance to go back. Um, I don't know if that necessarily is the case if they have Kyrie and not LeBron. Do you have any idea what Cleveland would want in return for Kyrie Irving? I don't. I'll be honest with you. You know, we heard over the weekend there's as many as 12 teams have reached out to the Cavaliers to say, um, you know, hey, we'll, we'd like to make an offer. We'd like to do this. Um, I, I think that Dan Gilbert has the tough task here of now trying to figure out, do I try to bring in guys that are going to make LeBron happy <laughs> or do I try to bring in guys that are going to help me have long-term sustainable success with this franchise? And that's what they have to weigh out. You know, the other option is they don't have to trade him. <laughs> and so let's see what happens next. What happens next? I mean, it could be some ugly practices. We got some guys <laughs> yelling at each other and mad at each other. But that'd be a great show, wouldn't it? You think the decision was a good show? I'd love that, Cameron. We'd be making tons of money on that. <laughs> you want to be here today? Huh? No? <laughs> Up next on Cavs practice. <laughs> Gio and Jones with Andy Basket of 923 The Fan in Cleveland. Across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, Kyrie does not come out of this thing looking great, and I know 12 teams you mentioned uh, reportedly have have reached out, and the talent is undeniable, but it just doesn't seem like a a guy necessarily you want to build around if he's complaining about, I want to be the guy, I don't want to play with LeBron, and then he names teams where there's a bunch of guys already there. He seems confused and not understanding how this works. Uh, In your experience around Kyrie Irving, is he a, a good teammate and someone that you feel can be the centerpiece you can build around? Compared to LeBron James, no. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to build around LeBron or Kyrie, you're going to pick LeBron 99.9% of the time. I think the funniest rumor was um, San Antonio. If you want to talk about one franchise in sports history that is built on the the bricks of being a team and being, you know, selfless and and just wanting to be that. And then when I heard Kyrie said, well, San Antonio's on his list. By the way, he's got a list and, you know, he doesn't have a no trade. And so now I'm thinking, San Antonio, San, you want to go to San Antonio and you're saying you're demanding a trade right now? Hmm. I, to me, that's mind-blowing. Absolutely mind-blowing. I, like, I can't believe it. Yeah, we can't believe that we're sitting here and, and we've seen as much drama with this uh, Cleveland's team as we have experienced after three straight finals appearances. As far as who put this information out there, this conversation between Kyrie as representatives and, and the Cavaliers happened almost two weeks ago. Any insight as to who let the cat out of the bag? I can tell you that's going to be one of our topics on our show today because I've been, I've been trying to figure that out all weekend. I'm like, who has the most to gain by this being out there? And I think the reality of it might become that Kyrie had maybe told some of the other guys on the team he wasn't happy and he wanted to leave and, it, it may have leaked through other players. I'll tell you who the big winner in this is. It's Dan Gilbert. Because if Dan would have traded Kyrie without anyone hearing about any of this discontent, people, everyone's been piling on Dan for the last two weeks for firing the GM. And you know, then everyone's, oh, LeBron's frustrated. Okay, well, guess what? Everybody's frustrated because you didn't win the championship. But right now, you've got such a faction here in Cleveland so mad at Kyrie and well, you don't want to play in Cleveland? That's fine. I hope they ship him out. Dan ends up being the winner in this thing as far as trying to trade Kyrie because people will be like, well, he traded Kyrie Irving. What was he thinking? What was he thinking? But now Kyrie's flipped the narrative to get me out of here. So that, for the first time, I think in about a month, Dan doesn't look like the bad guy. Uh, wouldn't it be smarter, though, to let that information come out after a trade because 
when people know, other general managers know that a guy is demanding a trade, then all of a sudden they've got more leverage because if things get hot and heavy and the Cavaliers are asking for a player that the other team doesn't want to give up, they'll say, well, you have to trade him because he can't walk back into that locker room. So no, we're not going to give up that piece. So if he leaked it before a trade was made just for PR, he could hurt his return. Yeah, I, I'm not. Bu- I don't. I'm not buying that that Dan did that. But I do think he ends up being the guy that doesn't look so bad in this. It mm. could have been LeBron's camp. I mean, it could have been a player to player. I, I think I'm leaning more towards it's the Kyrie may have said something to somebody, and then all of a sudden his teammates were starting to gap a little bit and saying, "Hey, he wants to leave. He wants to get traded." And then all of a sudden, you know, all these guys start getting getting rumors. But it, you know, otherwise it's it's down to three factions: either the Cavs, who I, I really don't believe the Cavs would have leaked it. I'm not, I really don't believe Kyrie's camp would have leaked it. So I kind of start, and I, and I, I don't know the benefit for LeBron to have someone now suddenly saying, I don't want to play with LeBron. I think we'll find out eventually. I can't wait for the book to come out of this. Someone's <laughs> gonna have it at some point. Hey, Kobe Altman. Now he ascends to the GM chair. Uh, what do you know about him? Um, good dude, really smart dude. I've heard a lot of good things about him as far as, trying to negotiate with other teams during this, you know, kind of a tumultuous time. Um, if you look at Dan Gilbert, it follows suit where he elevates guys from within. Chris Grant was in that same boat, um, and, and so was David Griffin. So, you know, I think people uh, – I love Griff. I think Griff is a great guy. I just, I, you know, I wonder how much of this happens if Griff is here and how much of it if he isn't here. And I still think Kyrie was looking for a trade – even if Griff was here. So it's a tough spot. I hope Griff lands another job and gets what he wants, though. What are the odds that Kyrie doesn't end up going anywhere? Um, you know, that would be very Dave Gilbert-like. Like I said, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, I think they will try to to try to move him, though, and try to get some pieces. I Again, it comes back to that question, do you want to maybe bring in some older guys to help LeBron uh, win a championship this single year and then roll the dice on whatever's moving forward? The The, the clock is ticking, and... Who knows? You know, you could bring in guys that would make LeBron the happiest guy on earth. So, you know, without having to go anywhere else. Um, it's going to be interesting, and championships aren't won in July. So, and, you know, this could this could linger on until the trade deadline. You want to talk about having storylines every day, this could be one of them. Right. Uh, I, that was going to be my next question. Uh, leads into my next question. Did you spend more time talking about the Cavs last offseason after winning a championship? Any type of championship for the first time in a long time for that city, or more time this summer talking about the Cavs with all the drama that's emerging. I, I'm gonna say, like over the last three or four weeks, it's been Cavs, yeah. and it's weird because you know you sit here and everyone thought about the euphoria of winning a championship and coming up with mythical numbers about um, millions of people being at a parade when that probably is a little inflated. Uh, so uh, you know we, we talked about all those things and all those great things that were going on for the city and. You know, the one thing is nobody can take that championship away from last year, whether Kyrie's here next year, whether LeBron's not here in two years. I think a lot of Cavalier fans who had been saying, in my lifetime, please, over uh, you know half a century, finally got that. And no matter how it plays out in the end, that, that season will always be magical. And the fact that one Cleveland sports team you know, had the opportunity to win a championship. I think is special for a no, lot of no, people. No, no, Andy, we're going to take it away from you. Y'all are drama queens, man. Y'all can't, <laughs> handle, y'all can't handle success. We're taking it away from you. <laughs> hey, think about this. What if the Cavs would have lost? What if Golden State plays 10 more minutes strong and they have now won three straight championships rather than the Cavs winning that? Do you know how devastated this town would have been after the Indians lost the World Series to the Cubs? No. <laughs> 
Oh, it's brutal. Like, I, I like to me, that's the worst case scenario of all time because that everything has a name. You know, the drive, the fumble, uh, the shot, all those things, and all that stuff went away when the Cavs won. Oh, if the Cavs wouldn't have won, and the Indians would have lost to the Cubs in the World Series, you want they would just name this misery town forever. You think LeBron is going to stick around after next year, or do most fans and members of the media following that team and him believe that he's going to go elsewhere? Um, I mean, I kind of got a sense in the middle of last season that, you know, his eyes were maybe wandering. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's thinking. I think in the end it comes down to his family. I think his family is one of the biggest reasons why he came back to Cleveland. And, <laughs> you know, he'll have the opportunity to watch his sons play at the LeBron James Arena at St. Vincent, St. Mary, and Akron. I think that's a big deal. I really do. I, and I think LeBron likes being the center of attention. Guys, it's July. And we're talking about basketball like we're in the NBA Finals right now. Well, let's stop. He being the center. You know, it doesn't <laughs> stop. You're right. <laughs> Deshaun Kaiser going to be the starting quarterback? Um, I think they're going to give him every chance they can. Oh. I think um, you know, this is going to be a, a big topic for us today, too. I think Osweiler still isn't out of the mix. I think Kessler is a guy that they believe in. Uh, they believe in him so much that they put all that effort into him last year. But I think they're going to want to give Kaiser every chance they can to be the starting quarterback every chance he can. question is, can he win the job? Check out Baskin and Phelps on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland starting at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Andy, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. No problem. Have a great morning. Great week, guys. You too. Andy Baskin of 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. I can't. I'm. <laughs> he's not going anywhere. not going anywhere. <laughs> Kyrie's not going anywhere. How would you treat him? How would you react to him if he walks into that as he first time he walks into that locker room, what's going to be your reaction as someone that's played with him and now you're aware that he wants to play elsewhere? Well, I, I wouldn't even let it get to that point. What I would do Reach is... Reach out to him prior to that. Yeah, I would, I would say we got to talk about this. I don't think that you need to go anywhere. Let's figure out what your problem is mm-hmm. and let's work through it. And then if you come out of it saying that there's no way you can work through it and Kyrie's like, no, I'm sorry, they're done. There's nothing you could do or say that's going to change my mind. Then I'd say, okay, see ya. But... I wouldn't let it get to the point where you'd have all this trade talk and then it all never work out and then Kyrie's got to work walk back in there. If that if that happens, that's going to be a total mess. And it'll be on Gilbert, it'll be on LeBron, it'll okay. be on Kyrie. You've had that conversation. You've talked to your teammate, man to man. A deal does not materialize. Now he walks in there. You're cool with him? Is that, hey, you, you told me face-to-face or via the phone that you wanted out. It didn't happen. Now how do we rally and, 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 and make amends and, and, and make this team cohesive again? It, it would be tough, but he it would really ultimately be up to him on how the whole thing went down. If he put it behind him and he just was a pro and went out there and did the stuff he did the last couple of years mm-hmm. for that team, then yeah, I could get over it. But if you start seeing him lollygag and complain and, mm-hmm. and I want the ball and you shouldn't have the ball and this is why I want it out and trade deadline comes around, he's still demanding a trade, then, yeah, it'd be tough. I'd be I'd be angry, and he would ruin the season. But it's really up to Kyrie at this yeah. point. They should all just get together and take a trip to Europe. <laughs> Where there are eight countries that have legal and regulated prostitution. There are several others that have legalized prostitution but no legalized brothels. There's that. And there's some places that it's legal to sell sex but not legal to buy it. <laughs> How does that work? I don't know. Ask the people of Iceland. Because you can sell it, but no one can purchase it. Yeah, I don't know. So you can't sell it, Dan. Well, you could. You well, wouldn't get in trouble. It's illegal. Right. But 
It's not illegal to sell it. But if you purchase it, then, hmm. yeah. So hmm. it's up to you, man. That it's makes- on you. If we get caught, it's your fault, not mine. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. The cold is getting to those folks in <laughs> Reykjavik. Not one bit. All right. Uh, Pat Militich will be joining us at 8.40 Eastern time, we believe now. We're going to tussle. So we'll probably turn into 8.48 Maybe he time. got robbed. <laughs> he shows up. Oh, I wonder if Bogus got a phone call back. Hopefully we get a breaking ah, news update. That's right. It's after 8. Coming up in a little bit. Yeah. So um, there's just a lot going on in the show. We'll come back, tell you all about it, get a sports update as well. Keep it right here. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Our question comes from Teddy in upstate New York who says, What up, uh, Teddy? I'm on pins and needles. Is there an update on the Tiffany ah. excuse? Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Now is the time to answer it. No. Back to you, Greg. Uh. <laughs> All right. So quickly. That sucks, man. Quickly, we are supposed to have Tiffany on the show, the 80s pop star, on Friday. Yes. She did not call us. Mm-mm. Tiffany. Someone from Tiffany's camp let us know that the reason she didn't call is because her green room was broken into and all her stuff was stolen. And she was up all night filing police reports, didn't set an alarm. So I do also, by the way, as I'm speaking to you right now, Mm -hmm. hold on, first I got to do this. Summer's heat can cause your battery (laughs) fluids to evaporate. Get your battery tested for free if your battery needs to be replaced. The professional parts people help you find uh, the the parts you need and the batteries and all the great stuff you get from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. So, uh, Pete. Such a professional. Right now, as we speak, we're getting texts rolling in. So hit me with it! I've got a, a friend yes. who would know about what happens mm-hmm. in Nassau County where this happened. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, I call BS. Oof. He goes, I'm actually not at work today. I could look. However, the police report would have taken 45 minutes, not all night. And he goes, was the green room at Hofstra? So I got to get Yes. Well, I similarly, Greg, I reached out again to uh, the Hofstra University Public Safety Office. And this gentleman, I'm not sure if it was the same guy who was better at his job this time around uh, or a different person, but he quickly directed me to the university's uh, public affairs office. Their outgoing voicemail message <laughs> gave me the email address of a woman to contact out of hours, which I have since done. Uh, and as I hit refresh one more time on my email, uh, she has not responded just yet. So uh, we remain in a waiting pattern, but we've got 36 <laughs> minutes of show left, and I will come running in. Okay. Good. Arm bar if necessary on the MMA guy and give you an update as soon as I hear from the folks. Hofstra. Hofstra. Oh, 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 I'm manic, so you keep trumping me. Buckwheat is dead. I got got a text right now from him. It says, stand by. Whoa. Stand by. All right. I'll tell you why that's important. Man, I could call Ray Ray and got to the bottom of this just like that. Wait a second. I just sent this text, by the way. So just just in the break, send it. I've already got this. This is why standby is important. Standby is important because... He is on the case. Right. right. He's not yes. at work today, and he's going to find out something yeah. for us. Yeah. Uh, Brian, give us more soccer knowledge while we stand Even by. The, now, Anthony Marshall, the <laughs> Y'all brother see in Cole. That's M A R T I A L. 
Forty-eight million dollars they gave this young cat. I just pointed him out to Gio. Gio likes his quick feet. You can vouch for his, his sweet feet, right? Gio? I wasn't watching. I told you to watch it was on the TV. <laughs> I wasn't winning. You weren't looking. No. Oh, you showed me that young lady exercises on your phone, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I was watching Sweet Feet. You were watching Sweet Something Else. Well, yeah. it's your favorites, that Katja Lee Sanry or whatever her name is. Oh, that was her? Yeah, she Oof. posted something. She was doing a leg workout, so I That's decided to show it to you. Great asset. Oh, get it? Yes. <laughs> I can probably do an update, I guess, right, while we stand by? Uh... Or should we if stick we with Jones on football more? How many people, if we didn't talk for 20 seconds, would be like, thank God they finally got rid of that horrible <laughs> morning show? <laughs> Two people, that's it. And this is the song they would play <laughs> yeah. on the day in between yeah, format changes. <laughs> like, tune back in tomorrow. <laughs> no way. Oh, man. That is so untrue. There'd be so many unhappy people out there, like Cupcake. <laughs> Welcome to 97.3 The Tampon. Whoa! Whoa! If you're looking for CBS Sports Radio, <laughs> go to their website. Find an affiliate near you. We are now straight smooth jazz here on The Tampon. Oh, gosh. Best thing you come up with. <laughs> Look at Pete. <laughs> Pete loves radio humor. Let the music soak it up. I just got it. <laughs> it took him like four seconds, then he got it. That is so... <laughs> what? You don't like the name? <laughs> What's the problem? No, we, we like Gio and Jones better. <laughs> I think we've lost him. Usually it's me. We lost you. No, I've never been found. It's a problem. I've been, I've been lost for a long time. Okay. Man. No amazing grace for you. <laughs> oh, we're changing songs now. Look at DJ. Oh. Excuse <laughs> us. El Tampoco. Yeah, right. <laughs> it sounds like El Tampo. El Tampo. <laughs> DJ Daddy Yankee. <laughs> Bienvenidos. I feel like this is Pete's alarm. This is the only time he acknowledges his Puerto Rican. Right, heritage. yeah. The rest of the time, trying to repress it. Get back in there. Get back in there. Don't roll your R's. What's wrong with you? I'm white. No, I don't want any chicharro. Look at me. Ribeyes only. Tortilla, get that tortilla out of my face. I'll I'm, slap you with it. There's something really funny about you screaming, I'm white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we are standing by. Still no news Still. on Tiffany. So we will get that to you as soon as we Y'all have want me it. to call Sharp Eye Washington? <laughs> call Sharp Eye right now. Who is Sharp Eye Washington? Another tight end for the 96 Saints? <laughs> just to catch passions? Jones on the phones. I'm telling you, man, we're going to get... <laughs> the answer to this, we don't need Sharp Eye Washington. All right, all right, we'll call. I won't wake him. <laughs> sharp Eye yeah. is still looking for a white child to kill him, so I'm not sure we should call him today. <laughs> Something we need to think about, not quite yet because we don't know, but if it comes back that we have definitive proof. That, that I'm we, right? That, that we were lied to yeah. by 
the Tiffany, Tiffany people. We're ruining her. Tiffany. Do we go? We have to reach out to the guy and say, you're full of it. You lied to us. This is tomorrow's show, Greg. We're going to ruin her. We have to do that. Yeah. We can't just let that go. We're calling TMZ people us. <laughs> right. Tiffany scandal. Imagine yes. on TMZ. <laughs> top story. <laughs> 80s pop star lies to Sports Talk Radio Show about burglary. Oh, we're going to milk the hell out of this, man. You don't lie to us, <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> yeah. The Schwartz on Sports thing was cute. Yeah. You no. just you entered into the lion's den <laughs> now. playing with five. <laughs> hey. We got sharp eye watching <laughs> on our side. <laughs> well respected. <laughs> you. Look out, Tiffany. Tiffany. All right. <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> Here is uh, Bogish with the update. I want them lizardettes. <laughs> of course you do. And that's good. all that matters to yeah. Brian. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, Steven Strasburg lasted only two innings in their respective starts yesterday afternoon. The Dodger lefty likely headed for the DL with lower back stiffness. But Kershaw says this not the same discomfort as last season's herniated disc, which cost him two and a half months. Obviously, I'm not optimistic just because I got taken out of the game. But at the same time, some of the symptoms aren't, you know, as bad as they could be. And his Dodgers eventually beat the Braves. Seager at third, the game-winning run. Faust in the center field for a base hit. And in comes Seager. Forsyth with the walk-off hit. And the Dodgers have beaten the Braves 5-4. to four. That's Charlie Steiner on Dodgers Radio. The Nats were 6-2 winners in Arizona long after Strasburg's exit. His manager, Dusty Baker. They couldn't get loose. He saw him keep shaking his arms, so... You know, uh, we just took him out for precaution. The Diamondbacks, meanwhile, are 3-6 and six since the All-Star break. Now just four and a half games ahead of the Cubs and Brewers for the second NL wildcard. Chicago and Milwaukee in a virtual tie atop the NL Central after the Cubs' 5-3 defeat of the Cardinals and the Brewers' 6-3 loss in Philadelphia. Jerry Jones will not guess how the NFL will handle Ezekiel Elliott's domestic violence case, but the Cowboys owner says as far as he's seen, the NFL has no evidence against his running back. Recent reports that Elliott's camp was preparing for a one- or two-game suspension. And the Cleveland Browns now have all of their draft picks signed. Safety Jabril Peppers, the middle of their three first-rounders, inked his rookie contract last night. Whatever this means, LeBron James reportedly will not waive his no-trade clause for any reason during the coming season. James, as you know, can opt out of his Cavs contract next summer. Meanwhile, Kyrie Irving apparently thinks LeBron leaked his trade request to the media. Jordan Spieth chugged from the Claret Jug with his golf buddies yesterday after claiming the British Open his third major title. Spieth played the final five holes at Royal Birkdale at five under to rally past Matt Kuchar and win by three shots. Jamaica, a one nil defeat of Mexico at the Rose Bowl to reach their Gold Cup final. That's Wednesday night in Santa Clara against the U.S. And Casey Kane won the never-ending Brickyard 400 just before nightfall in Indy. The race included 14 cautions, three red flags, and a nearly two-hour rain delay. Kane dealt with severe cramps after winning. Let's listen to Hawk Harrelson and Steve Stone on the White Sox White Sox White Sox TV broadcast. Was it CSN Chicago for the White Sox? Is that where their their games are broadcast now? Burr, burr. Rubbing off on you, Sox. That was an odd one. I'm starting to worry about myself. I just read. You know what happened? I read something this morning that if you spend a lot of time driving in your car, your brain deteriorates faster. And now I've now I'm believing everything. Get out of here! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now all the driving I do it, I'm like you know the white soul. 
Well, well, you spend a lot of time in your car whether you're driving or not because you're usually stuck in traffic yeah, in, in this saying, area. So everyone's crazy there. Yep. We're all losing it. All losing it. I saw that and I thought of Mike immediately. <laughs> well, yeah, but he's if he much... lived in his car. Yeah. He has a much shorter commute now. Though. I know. He's not getting any sharper. So <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's, let's listen to Hawk Harrelson. Victor Hiha. And... <laughs> Steve Stone <laughs> of the White Sox White Sox broadcast CSN <laughs> Chicago talk about hemorrhoids now George was that one year going for 400 1980 400 yeah. until he got hemorrhoids that ended that <laughs> there's a strike <laughs> yeah but as he said as they moved to the next year all of his problems were behind him so he was fine then well, he wasn't the first one. <laughs> Apparently, first you one. you had a battle or two. <laughs> you better believe it. <laughs> but I wasn't going for 400. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing better than that. You like the pop of the glove. And <laughs> there's a strike. And then like the silence in the crowd. You know, and then he got hemorrhoids. That ended that. <laughs> There's a strike. There's a strike. And he put it all behind him. Yeah, I know. Unintended. Seriously. All right. Oh, wow. That's funny stuff. Isn't That's... Hawk, isn't he hanging it up? He is. I think at the wow. end of next year, maybe. Oh, is it next year? Okay. Yeah. I think he announced at the end of next year. You can year. put it on the board! Yeah. Yes! Uh, Pat Militich will be in studio with us in just hmm. a couple of minutes, supposedly. Showtime Sports, former UFC fighter. I Brian... think he's dummy. I mean, Mike went to get him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Brian's going to take him out. Supposedly. You don't want any of this. All right, we're coming right back. Geo and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Pat Militich, the first welterweight champion of the UFC and working as an expert contributor for this mega fight on August 26th, Pat Thanks for joining us. Welcome well, to the show. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. So this thing is just as big as it possibly can be. And I think that the biggest question surrounding it is, how is Conor McGregor really going to be able to do anything against an expert defensive fighter like Floyd Mayweather, regardless of how great of a fighter Conor McGregor may be? So I need someone like you to tell me there's a real <laughs> chance and tell the truth, man. Don't just try to it. sell the damn thing. <laughs> tell me the truth, Pat. Can he do it? <laughs> well, I, I'm just going to say this from my, my own experiences, okay? And that was one of growing up in Iowa, a wrestler, um, learning to box uh, as a kid, as a teenager in a gym called Pena's, which is the Davenport Boxing Club. Alvino Pena was a coach there. That's a place where Michael Nunn, Antoine Eccles, the Love Brothers, the McGowan Brothers, all those guys came out of. And it, when I was sparring with with uh, Michael Nunn, he was the best pound-for-pound -pound boxer in the world. Mm -hmm. He was a lefty. He was very tall. He was 6'2", uh, literally impossible to hit. And I, I bled for years until I could start hanging with these guys. And it it's it's a process. It is. And, and I would say this. In, in watching McGregor, you know, he's got as good a chance as, as anybody um, you know, I thought Canelo Alvarez was going to have a chance against Mayweather, and he got tooled. He got made to look stupid. Um, but on the other hand, Mayorga, who's a guy that looks like he just got off a bar stool smoking cigarettes and doing shots of tequila, 
gave gave Mayweather all kinds of problems because he's so unorthodox, right? But mm-hmm. I would say more than anything is that you know the the typical talking points for McGregor are going to be he's twelve years younger, he's bigger, he's he's stronger, um, he's a lefty. That's going to give anybody problems with that with that bladed stance that that Mayweather uses. You know, um, he leans to the side, blocks the crosses with his shoulder, blocks the hooks with his right hand. You know, all day long, a lefty throws a curveball in that he does, and um, I would say that that McGregor is a very durable guy. He can he can take a shot without a doubt. Um, he's used to getting hit with with much smaller gloves. Those things feel like bricks when you get hit with them, and uh, that means. You know, with with Mayweather not knocking anybody out legitimately for over a decade, uh, that that leaves McGregor hanging around with that left hand for twelve rounds. So, other than the un, unorthodox style of McGregor, what should be his approach? Should he be the aggressor at all times in this fight? No, I think you know it's going to come down. You know, boxing is a subtle game where where you know MMA. Obviously, you've got a lot more tools, a lot more ways to win and lose, things mm-hmm. to look for, things like that. But the subtleties in boxing. You know, you've got to be able to use feints and fakes. You know, Mayweather's so good at it that if you can't get somebody off their game a little bit with your own feints and fakes and mess with somebody's rhythm, you have no you have no. Well, prayer, don't you right? mess with his rhythm by making sure you're up in his grill the entire fight? Um, you, you, you want to, to keep to, him? to a certain extent, yeah. yeah. And you know what I would say, and, and my whole my whole point with this is, look, boxing is aerobic. Boxing and kickboxing are aerobic activities. Wrestling. And grappling are anaerobic. That means you have to function with no oxygen left in your muscles. And the more it can go anaerobic, the better chance he's going to get. I mean, he's got to put his hands on him. He's got to push down on his arms, yeah. wear his shoulders out, move him, off balance him. You know, they have opposing stances. So stepping outside of his leg against the ropes and pushing with his head on his chest and off balancing him and hitting him, things like that. You know, it's got to be a borderline DQ fight in my mind. And that's the way I would be coaching him. It's, it's got to be a seriously rough fight. Gio and Jones and Pat Militich across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Something I'm worried about is the money grab aspect of this. And That's because the... you're not the one making the money. <laughs> well, <laughs> fair. fair. I'll give you another reason why, though. Uh, Pacquiao Mayweather bothered the hell out of me because Manny wasn't healthy enough to fight in that fight. He had a bum shoulder. And he he's much in... smaller, right? Yeah, right. But he's he, a smaller guy. He goes, he goes in there. He's not. It's five years after the fight should have happened. He probably shouldn't have fought because he was injured, and he went ahead with it because all the pay-per-view buys and, and all the money that was there. Uh, both of these guys need each other to have the biggest payday possible. They could right. both make a lot of money Absolutely. without each other, but they can make the most amount of money with each other. Do you think that that factors into this fight at all when when the bell rings that it's just like let's just go out here and dance for a little bit and, and get our paycheck and go home i i don't think that that the whole go out there and dance for a little bit thing is going to happen i think that that mcgregor is legitimately going to be trying to win um that's just the way he is his mentality so i i don't i don't see it as that at all and and i would say that when this actually happened when i started getting calls from my old boss at cbs showtime um who's a great guy and he and he said, uh, "What do you think about this fight?" What do you, and I go, "Are you telling me this thing's actually happening?" Is this Espinosa? Uh, no, no, David oh. Dinkins. Oh, David, David Dinkins, Dinkins. Okay. the former and, mayor of New York, David Dinkins. Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> his son. Is that yes, what he's his doing? Son. His son. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, you know, the, I said, "Are you saying this thing's actually going to happen?" He goes, "Yeah," and, and uh, asked me if I wanted to work on it. I said, "Yeah," but you know, I I said to him, I said, "The fact that he's pulled this off to begin with." is incredible to me because I negotiated at one time, we were negotiating with Roy Jones Jr. and Winky Wright 
to do fights. We sat down, and, and even with uh, Winky Wright's people in Hollywood, we, we had a long meeting in a, in a suite in Hollywood. And it was just the boxing people are just tough to deal with, right? And things fell apart. There was one guy in the camp in Winky Wright's that thought he deserved a bigger cut of the money and all that through. You know, it was just it was a nightmare. So I went through that process of potentially fighting guys with big names. And Roy Jones said, I'll do MMA with you if you stand with me for the first five minutes. But that's with MMA gloves, with with Roy Jones, right? So I, I agreed to that at that time. But but in the end, the fact that McGregor pulled this off is incredible. It's monolithic to me that, that he did it. So on the flip side, we've talked about the strategy for McGregor. Now you've got Mayweather, who I think he has to – has to know that McGregor is going to try to be very aggressive and, and push him around. So how? Do, what's his strategy now to defend against someone who's more adept in the MMA world? You know, to be honest with you, is he's dealt with 26 world champions and smoked them all. So what does he really have to worry about in his mind? That's what I'm thinking for him going into this. As a boxer, that's a, that's a huge difference that I tell people with MMA and boxing. MMA guys, for the most part, not McGregor, but most of them come from wrestling backgrounds. And then they get into MMA. They'll train for a fight. They'll fight. They'll take a break. Then they'll start training again. Boxers have what what Mayweather have, 350, 380 amateur fights. Um, He knows how to fight. So it just comes down to him getting in shape. I mean, for him, it's his defensive skills are ridiculous. Some of the best I've, you know, anybody's ever seen. Um, So I think it just comes down to him being in great shape and, Honestly, probably doing a little more strength training um, just to deal with, with the rough housing that's going to go on probably mm-hmm. is, is what I would say he's probably needing to do. Gio and Jones with Pat Militich talking to Mayweather McGregor on CBS Sports Radio. I don't think that you have to be a likable person for people to watch you in any sort of fight, but these press conferences, yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they were entertaining for mm. sure. But it got to the point by the third one, it was like too much. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I know that people are going to show up and watch Conor McGregor talk, and he's a, he's a showman, he's an entertainer. Now, I don't think it did anything to hurt him, but I don't think it did anything to help him either. I don't think they did anything to help each other, period. Yeah. Uh, they, they both went to areas they shouldn't have gone to um, with, with their verbiage. And um, Look, I mean, am I going to let my kids watch that? No, absolutely not, man. I've got a 15, 13, and, and, and 5-year-old daughters, you know, that I would never let watch that garbage. It was, it was you know, you're talking to a guy that – I was doing televised debates with politicians to keep my sport alive. Mm. So, you know, coming from that realm where I had to do research and statistics on sports injuries and sports deaths to be able to combat these guys on TV and make them look stupid, um, I'm watching these two clowns talk like this. And and look, um, as athletes, they're incredible. As people, you know, I've not met McGregor um, backstage. I'm told that he's a great guy. Um, But I think even to sell a fight, I think it went too far. You know, so there's been a lot of consternation as far as this ruining boxing and possibly ruining MMA. But you have just shared with us that these conversations have been ongoing, trying to mix the two sports for a while. So you don't see this as being a detriment to either one. No, I think it, I think it helps both sports. To be honest with you, I mean, I've always been a huge fan of boxing. I think that there is a uh, there's a certain block of MMA and a certain block of boxing fans that hate the other sport when, you, you know, you have to understand for me that I've done so many different types of martial arts, wrestling, boxing, for so many years that to me it's all combatives. Um, it's, it's all the art of trying to defeat another human being 
in no matter what arena you're in. And so I think people need to start taking that perception, that viewpoint of, of combat sports in general and appreciating the, the especially, you know, you're not going to become a great boxer without getting your butt handed to you. You can say by, ass. All right. Yeah. All right, all right. Get your ass kicked. Without, without getting your ass handed to you by great boxers. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to become a great wrestler without stepping in a, right. a Penn State wrestling room or an Iowa wrestling room and getting bounced off the walls. It's just not going to happen. It's all combatives, and I love all of it. Did you see the latest real sports about the Chechnyan fighters out there, MMA? Did you happen to see that? Um, I, I, I did not. I did not. Do you know I mean, anything about that? The dictator runs their their MMA out no, there? No, but we, you know, I do a podcast called The Conspiracy Farm. Okay, sorry to plug that. No, but, go ahead. But, no, go ahead. Uh, it's hey. on iTunes and everywhere else you can find it. Um, and we talked a little bit about the Chechnyan athletes in terms of some of the bad stuff that's going on mm-hmm. also. With right. with with bringing these fellows over, and like stuff. what? Um, let's ju- let's just say that there's some links to some some pretty scary people. Some, yeah. some links mm-hmm. to some, not all of them, but but some of them. So, uh, but uh, I did not know that the dictator of that country was was controlling the you know, and and Japan had a lot of that going on with the yakuza, with pride, all that sort of stuff. So you know, it's it's. It's not, not, fascinating, yeah, and, and it's these huge. these guys seem like they're real serious and really good. Oh, and if you're fighting somebody from Chechnya or the stands, anything that ends in stand, <laughs> you are in. You might as well plan on being there all day. <laughs> There's they've no been doubt. fighting. They've been embroiled in wars for their, their whole existence. Yeah, dude. When yeah. Russia when Russia levels your school and you're yeah. and you're you're doing your homework in a like a, a field with with massive holes in it from bombs. Um, <laughs> You're, you're going to be tough. Yeah, right. you're just going to be tough. Yeah, regulated fight in octagon, not not as <laughs> right, not as big of a. Don't have a whole lot to worry about in that cage. <laughs> All right, so uh, Pat, what are some of the stuff you're going to be doing leading up to this fight, where people can listen to your expertise and um, your podcast is is one. Anything else with Showtime? You know, uh, Paulie Malinaji and I are going to be filming tomorrow, doing a breakdown of how to how to take an MMA athlete and turn him into a boxer. The basic level for the fans to understand that the differences between the two combative sports, and then. We'll get into more the 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 uh, particulars which, with with each athlete, doing a lot of that for their digital stuff, and then um, when we do the broadcast, the the pay per view, I'm sure that uh, they'll be asking me a lot of those questions also to to kind of break down the fight. Who wins? Yeah, I'm, it, look, if I'm going to bet, I've never bet on a fight in my life. I would bet on, I would probably bet on Mayweather. Um, but like I said, Mayweather hasn't knocked anybody out in over a decade. McGregor's got sick power. Um, that leaves him around for 12 rounds. If if he lands at left hand, I'm telling you, somebody's getting hurt. Pat Militich, thanks for being here. Thank really you was guys. a pleasure. All right, before we go, breaking news on the uh, the, on Tiffany? the Tiffany incident. Uh-oh. Hofstra has no official information about such an incident. Nassau County Police Department has nothing about an incident. The only thing left is Hempstead Local Police. That's the only thing left that mm. could have been something filed there. But if Hofstra said no, it didn't yeah. happen, yeah. then I think this guy was lying to us. Oh wow! More on that tomorrow. We make sure you him. make sure you check out Pat Milicic leading up to Mayweather and McGregor. Great stuff. Gio and Jones talk tomorrow. CBS Sports Radio. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.